What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. Tonight we got Game Four of the NBA Finals. The Suns look to go up three-one against the Bucks in Milwaukee. This game is gonna be high intensity. Giannis obviously had a great game the last game and got the victory to get back into this series. A lot of his points he got from driving to the hoop in the paint. He had like 28 points, so they got to try to stop him tonight if they want to have any shot. DeAndre Ayton has to play solid defense. Jay Crowder has to step up. And they just need an all-around good performance out of their offense from Chris Paul and Devin Booker tonight if they want to close out the NBA Finals in the next game, so big game tonight in Milwaukee, 9 o'clock on ABC, last night was the MLB All-Star game from Denver, Colorado, the American League won 5-2, the Mets had one All-Star, the Yankees obviously had Aaron Judge, the Mets had Taiwan Walker, a pitcher. He replaced Jacob DeGrom. And the story of the night was Shohei Otani, who really lives up to his nickname, which is Showtime. This was one of the first times ever that a player of his caliber was starting the All-Star game for the American League and leading off. Didn't do much, but it was definitely exciting leading up to the first at-bat. And obviously, he's leading the league right now with 33 home runs in the regular season. So he's definitely going to be an MVP candidate towards the end of the season. And we got to... Look forward to how the Mets are playing right now. We still have the lead in the National League East. Pete Alonso, the home run derby champ. Repeat for Pete Alonso. As a Met fan, that's all that we could ask for. We're just trying to see some wins, and we're trying to see the Mets go to the playoffs this year. So... Pete Alonso winning the home run derby. Hopefully it helps him get into a groove and hit a bunch more home runs this season in the second half. But Vladimir Guerrero Jr., he looked just like his father. And Vladimir Guerrero, one time when I was really young, he flipped me a baseball when I was at Yankee Stadium. True story. A family friend used to have front row seats, and I grew up going to Yankee games. Even though I'm a Met fan, I would still go to Yankee games. It's Yankee Stadium, one of the most historic venues in all the sports. Definitely made me love sports from a young age, from going to games and stuff like that. So that's just a little quick memory. But yeah, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., He hit a home run, and he won the MVP. 
Shohei Otani got the win because he pitched a scoreless inning. I'm not really sure how that made sense, but yeah. <laughs> and Taiwan Walker on the Mets, he let up a home run. So not really what he wanted, but he still got to be in the All-Star game. He's having a good season. Hope he continues to have a good season. Jacob DeGrom, hope he's ready for the second half of the season. And we got to look forward to getting Noah Syndergaard back in the fall. Hopefully, if the Mets are really in the playoff race, he could really contribute. And who knows what they could do if they have all of these starting pitchers healthy at the same time. So today, one of the stories that was going around ESPN was Richard Sherman in custody for domestic violence, and it was said that like he was in an accident and a hit and run damage to State Department of Transportation property, a spokesman told ESPN. They got a 911 call from the residents. They said that he was trying to force his way into a home that he didn't own. And he was apprehended with the help of a canine unit. Holy shit. This doesn't sound like Richard Sherman. Like, who knows, man? Like, obviously, he's probably had a lot of concussions and that stuff is nothing to take as a joke. Like, he may have CTE. We've obviously seen this with football players before. Junior Seau being one of them. And then... Yeah, obviously, like Aaron Hernandez being a crazy motherfucker, but that's completely different. But, like, when you have damage to the brain, it makes you more susceptible to do stupid shit. And I hope Richard Sherman gets help for what he did. This doesn't really sound like anything he's ever done. He went to Stanford. He seems like he was a smart dude, like, Kind of seemed like he was above doing dumb shit. So, this is kind of weird. But, yeah. Thought I would just share my thoughts on that. Team USA Basketball, they really are giving us a little panic right now because like they don't look like they're going to be able to figure it out like they're losing like close games like they need to really lock in they lost to like Nigeria and Australia in like exhibition games for the Olympics so like they really need to focus because like they can't be losing these Olympic games they need to win this gold medal it's a big deal and yeah we got Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum. They're going to have Chris Middleton. It's definitely going to be fun to watch. I love watching the Olympics ever since I was a kid.
I just find it interesting to watch the best of the best from all across the world compete against each other in all different sports. It's fucking awesome. Like, I always thought it was really cool. I just really can't wait until football season. Today I listened to a really good podcast called Flying Coach, and it's with Peter Schrager and Sean McVay, the coach of the Los Angeles Rams. And they had Joe Judge, the coach of the New York Giants, on it. And he just really pumped me up for this season. He was saying that they're just really building the organizational culture. They believe in Daniel Jones. And they have a great team. And obviously, they went out and got Kenny Galladay. They had a really good draft this year. So, like, I'm just really pumped up for football season. It's going to be a great season for the Giants, hopefully. We haven't had a really good one in a while. Obviously, we're looking to get back in the win column. Have more wins than not. And obviously, there's one extra game this year. 17 games. So, every game's got to count. And we got to get Saquon back healthy, and we've seen a bunch of videos online recently on his Instagram, and he looks like he's getting there, but they're not rushing him, apparently, according to reports. So that's good, at least. Like, he'll come back when he's ready. They drafted a few rookie running backs to fill the void until he gets back if he's not ready for the regular season opener. But I just can't wait until football starts. Like, there's not much going on right now. Like, there's baseball on, but, like, basketball obviously could end in, like, two more games if the Suns win tonight. And, yeah, this is a quick episode. Just wanted to kind of make a quick episode preview tonight's game. And this weekend, I mentioned already, we got a UFC fight night. Islam Makhachev against Thiago Moises. And Jamal Charlo is fighting this weekend. It's always a big fight when he fights. And then... In August, we got the Jay Paul and Tyron Woodley fight. That's going to be interesting. I'm really intrigued by that fight because Tyron Woodley is a former five-time UFC champion against Jake Paul, who is in his fourth fight. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen with that. If Jake can land a shot on Tyron, who the hell knows, but he's a tough dude, so I don't know if he's going to be able to do the same shit that he did to Ben Askren. That's definitely a fact. And Oh, we got Nick Diaz returning to the Octagon. And he agrees to a September bout at UFC 266 on September 25th in Las Vegas against Robbie Lawler in a second fight. 
they fought each other in like 2004, I believe. And yeah, Nick Diaz is a legend. He's obviously been around longer than Nate, so like he's an OG of this sport. He's been around for a long time. And Robbie Lawler is definitely a great opponent to go against him in his return fight. We don't know how many more fights Nick has on his contract. Probably like a couple if because like they have like retroactive policies on their contracts. If they get suspended or something, like they still have like a certain amount because like they signed for like three at a time. I've learned this like through interviews and shit like they sign for like three or like more than that depending on who it is Sean O'Malley called out a lot of people so we're waiting to see who his next fight's gonna be and he's just like a really exciting fighter if you guys haven't watched him yet the sugar show Sean O'Malley he's a knockout artist he went against this kid Chris Moutinho out of Massachusetts, and this kid was tough, he was like a neon green zombie, one of the coolest fights I've seen, it's always a cool fight with Sean O'Malley, he's one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC, he's definitely the new age superstar, he reminds me of Conor McGregor, that's what made me a fan of him. And Connor's obviously on the tail end of his career, it seems like. And now he has to come back from this injury. He got surgery. Hopefully, he's going to be good. And he says that he's going to come back. So, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, he fights Nate Diaz or something crazy. I would definitely love to see Conor McGregor fight before there are no more Conor McGregor fights. <laughs> Hopefully it's at Madison Square Garden. That'll make it a lot easier than traveling to Vegas. But, you know, I want to go to Vegas. That's on my bucket list. I've been wanting to do that since I turned 21. And I'm about to turn 24. So looking forward to doing some more fun shit. I'm trying to go to Amsterdam and explore over there. That's been on my bucket list for a long time. And it's been episode of One Stop Shop. Peace the fuck out.